0: Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harky Group, Scott Harkey
1: All right. Marketing Community Rebrand Podcast is about to happen. As you know, we're telling untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harky Group, Scott Harkey, And today we're going to hear about Philip Morris' transformation towards a smoke-free future. I was super excited when I saw this one come through our show list because I think this is a really, kind of an incredible topic and could be a little controversial. So you've seen anti-smoking uh, commercials for years. You've seen some of the historic like Marlboro Man ads from back in the day in the Mad Men era. So I got a dope guest on today. Okay, so joining us is Stefano Volpetti, who's the smoke-free category chief consumer officer, IQOS at Philip Morris International, which is building the future on a new category of smoke-free products that will... Not risk-free are much better choice than continue to smoke, obviously. So this is going to be a very interesting topic, and I want to hear about some consumer insights that uh, a small little brand called Philip Morris has had. So here we go. Stefano is uh, joining us right now, and we're going to discuss why Philip Morris is committed to building a smoke-free future. Here's my conversation with Stefano Lopiti, the smoke-free category and chief consumer officer from Philip Morris International. What's going on, man? We had a little technical stuff going on earlier, but we we got you. We powered through. Man, tell us about your background first and and a little bit more about Philip Morris for those who don't know Philip Morris here in the U.S.
2: Nice meeting you, Scott. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here with you to tell an important story. This is a, a story of purpose, a story of transformation, and a story that can really change the trajectory of public health globally. So... A big one and an important one. Maybe I start uh, from myself. I am not a usual suspect. I am a non-smoker, <laughs> <laughs> health freak, and I joined PMI four years ago after twenty-plus years in uh, practicing gamble.
1: Ah, PNG boy. Okay, <laughs> got it. Makes
2: sense. Um, so I I lead the smoke-free business for PMI. Let me start from what is the smoke-free business. Uh, The vision of the company is to eliminate cigarettes. Okay. And to do that, we provide the smokers better alternatives that are smoke-free. And smoke-free means that we eliminate combustion from uh, uh, the use of uh, nicotine. And eliminating combustion is... uh, A common uh, fil rouge throughout all the portfolio of smoke free products that we have. So, we are really in a journey to change the most eradicated uh, analog habit of this planet, smoking a cigarette, and to Mm -hmm. change it into a much better alternative of smoke free uh, products. This is uh, a mission that the company is very serious about. Consider that by 2025, Uh, 50% of the revenue of the company will be in smoke-free alternatives. And already today, we are at 35% of our revenue globally being in smoke-free alternatives. So the company is very serious about that transformation. And by 2030, we will start to have the first countries where cigarettes will be completely eliminated.
1: And could you give us an example, uh, Stefano, of some of the products in the smoke-free category? And then just as a a highlight for this audience and, and really as almost even a disclosure... Uh, for you and our audience. I've been a part of Department of Health Service no smoking ads for probably half decade on our side. And uh, so we've seen uh, a lot of the research. We've seen other drug categories. Obviously, as marijuana has become legalized in a lot of states, we've seen a lot of the stats uh, and consumer insights and unfortunate incidents there. So certainly there's a big group within our agency that are big public health people. But I, I I was so compelled by this topic and this category and the brand. So just thank you for coming on, but I, I did want to disclose i uh, certainly be coming at it from a different angle, uh, but I think we're going to have a really healthy conversation. But yeah, tell us about like the 35% of Philip Morris Business International that has uh, smoke-free uh, products. What are those products?
2: Uh, before I get there, uh, since you made yes. a good preamble, Scott, <laughs> oh, no, your, some of your previous experiences, I think it's important to underline what is the clear position of the company and the position of the company is uh, summarized in three sentences. If you don't smoke, don't start. If you smoke, quit. If you don't mm-hmm. quit, change. And change to smoke-free alternatives. And this is an important summary of the position. And it's an important summary because we are very clear that if you don't smoke, you should not start. We are very clear that if you smoke, the best choice is to quit. But if you don't quit, you should change to smoke-free alternatives. And the reality is that all of us have friends, relatives, or people we know that smoke cigarettes, that have tried uh, to quit. And we know that there are still many of them that still smoke. And that's why providing better alternatives that are scientifically substantiated to be true better alternatives for smokers because they eliminate combustion from the use of nicotine. It's an important step. This is a transition like uh, traditional gasoline cars to electric cars or like uh, fossil fuel energy to renewable energy is a transition to a better alternative. Then specifically our portfolio, the biggest brand we have is Icos. Icos is a heated tobacco product so this is a consumer electronic device that heats a real tobacco. It doesn't burn it, so there's no combustion. It produces an aerosol uh, that gives uh, satisfaction to consumers, but because it doesn't have combustion, it eliminates 95% of the impactful substances, okay? Okay. This is a product that is not uh, well known uh, in the U.S. because it doesn't exist in the U.S. (laughs) We'll be launching the product in the U.S. uh, mid-2024. But it's a product that is present uh, in 78 countries around the world. It has uh, almost uh, 26 million users around the world, to be precise, 25.8 million users around the world. And is a uh, very prominent offering in places like Japan, Korea, and many of the European countries.
1: Okay, I have so many questions. Um, <laughs> do, I have, do I have permission? I mean, the rebrand podcast, we, we keep it real. I mean, the, the first question um, that I'm sure other marketers, I mean, we have thousands of marketers that love the show, surprisingly. And I think all of us marketers are going to go, okay, we have... Big tobacco company is now trying to eliminate tobacco with different products. And I'm such a big fan of people aligning their brand with up to something. And you guys clearly have done that and you were clearly up to something. But it's almost the antithesis of what you're up to Of is nothing to do with the legacy of the company. Like I've never seen that before from a brand positioning And so it's super interesting. We're big tobacco and we're trying to eliminate the use of combustion is what I thought I heard. And we don't want new people to smoke. And if you do smoke, we want to change habits. So have have people had questions about that? And how do you guys think of that? And maybe that's a weird question, but it's just what's kind of going through my mind.
2: Perfect. You are one of many that has questions. (laughs) But the good news is that you and me can have a conversation many times. (laughs) <laughs> There's no conversation. So let me start. Uh. So first of all, this transformation is uh, for real. The so brand Icos and the product Icos was launched uh, nine years ago in Milan and uh, Tokyo. And uh, nine years after, we are in 78 countries around the world. And 35% of the revenues of the company are in smoke-free products. The company has declared that by 2025, we'll have uh, the majority of our revenue, so more than 50% in smoke-free alternatives. So the first statement, is this a real transformation or not? Uh, yes, it is a real transformation because the number, the numbers are telling that. Usually the second question we get is, uh, are these alternatives really better than smoking a cigarette? So let me answer that one. Of course, the use on, on nicotine is not risk-free, but for sure, the elimination of combustion from the use of nicotine is an important step for smokers. Think about it this way. This is a product that offers smokers, and today 25.8 million around the world, the possibility to leave cigarettes behind. And of these 25.8 million or more than 18 million have completely left cigarettes behind, okay? In the moment you eliminate combustion from you, the use of nicotine, you are eliminating 95% of the impactful substances. And this is not something that uh, is said just by BMI, but this is something that we have submitted to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. And uh, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has clearly stated that there is absence of combustion. And because of the absence of combustion, there is a significantly lower level of impactful substances. Hence, the use of this product is in a product that helps improve public health. Okay.
1: What are the public health people saying on this? I mean, I looked at the website and it's super interesting. I mean, no smell. And certainly this is a better alternative than existing cigarettes. And my second question, does the non smokeless also include chewing tobacco, or is it mainly this product? I'm sorry to get so specific, but I, I, have, all these, I have all these questions and I, I, I totally hear what you're saying.
2: Absolutely, <laughs> so the, the, today, the vast majority of our turnover is on ICOS, that is heated tobacco. Yep. In the journey to a smoke-free, we know that not one single product will convince smokers to move to, towards smoke-free. And this is why at the end of last year, at the end of 2022, we made uh, an acquisition of a company called Swedish Match that markets a brand called Zine that is uh, nicotine pouches. So that is sure. that, that is another form of smoke-free products. Now, the 35% I'm quoting today is mostly driven by the, the ICOS heated tobacco because, as, as as I told you, the acquisition is a recent uh, evolution of uh, the end of 2022. But we are clear that going towards the future, the, we will have a portfolio of products that are smoke-free, that represent a better alternative to cigarettes, because we know that to convert smokers to smoke-free alternatives, we need a, a different range of products, not just one product. Okay.
1: It's the most interesting position I've ever heard, in a good way, because I think in a lot of ways you're saying hey, we have a problem and there might not be the best solution, but there are ways to cut down on um, the unhealthiness of existing products in the market. And so in some ways, it's, it's really honest and it's certainly addressing and advocating for safer ways to use nicotine. So it totally makes sense and I, I can see why it certainly is, is successful today. Do you could you help, you know, maybe what, what I'd like to do and I think could be helpful as, as a PNG marketer. So I, I'd love to know kind of some, some of the consumer insights you guys are seeing and how people are making the switch. I can tell you some of the research that I've seen that I I thought was fascinating. I've I've been a student of the game of almost every tobacco free ad ever. Like I mean, Crispin Porter made their agency famous back in the day on if you remember the bodies coming out of the building, that made their agency actually smoking went up. If you really look at the numbers after that campaign launch, they want a million advertising words all over the place. But from what I've seen, consumers don't quit smoking to save their own life. I have seen consumers that want to change smoking habits if it's affecting other people around them. So all the messages that I've seen successful from a public health standpoint, shout out to Chris Minnick, uh, who we've been working with for a long time on public health initiatives and their their team. And uh, Frank are uh, some great work there. And, and really what we've seen is if you can switch or save your life and it affects more time with your kids, or if your secondhand smoke is hurting other people around you, those are reasons to switch more than your own health. But I'd be curious what you've seen from a consumer insight standpoint and what you're seeing for why people would want to make the shift and how you're marketing that.
2: Yeah, I think an important statement to start is that as a company, we are not in the business of selling a product we are in this business of changing a habit. Think about cigarette, traditional cigarette, as an analog experience that is very eradicated. And people know that this is not an healthy choice. So telling people that this is not an healthy choice is not very effective because they already know. The more difficult part is how do you design a consumer experience that... Is a better alternative for those smokers that don't want to quit, and this is why we intentionally design our products to offer as close as possible a routine a feeling that is close to a cigarette, but we eliminate from that experience the combustion that is a factor that helps us to eliminate ninety five percent of the impactful substances. So. We recognize that nicotine is not risk-free, but we also know by both lab data and real life evidence, that once you eliminate combustion from the use of nicotine, you are offering a much better choice to smokers. When it comes to the insights, as any habit change, it needs a trigger. So <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, because habit change don't happen from one day to the other. <laughs> and. The, the trigger can be many things and many different things around the world. I can mention some. Uh, when people, if you take Japan, for instance, when people get the first job, you really don't want to show up with a cigarette in your in front of your new boss or a new office. Uh, when you get into a new relationship, cigarette is clearly a barrier. If you think about some of the dating apps, uh, you can be swiped out just because you put down smoker. So there are, depending on the life stage of people from first job to relationship, to having kids, to having first health issues, there are some moments in which smokers are more receptive to a change. Now, being receptive to a change is not good enough because you need an alternative that provides you an experience that you like because people are smoking for pleasure hence. Being able to design a product, if you think about the ICOS product, is a piece of consumer electronics that hits a tobacco stick. The way that tobacco stick is designed from the feeling on the lips to the way you hold it in your hands to every single detail is designed to make sure that this is uh, well-received by a smoker because uh, at the same time, the experience has to be an experience that is better, from a health impact standpoint, but it has to be an experience that is satisfactory for, for the consumer, otherwise there's no, there's no adoption. We could design a product that, that is uh, incredibly healthy, but if nobody adopts it, the impact on society is inexistent. That's why Icos is a successful product. If you think about it with the numbers I gave you before, 25.8 million users around the world, more than 18 million have converted Means 75% of the consumers, the smokers that use ICOS leave completely cigarette behind.
1: Hmm. That's pretty, that's really interesting. Two things that I heard that really stuck out in my marketing, try to get better, you know, game. And you can see your PNG philosophy at work here with the word trigger. I couldn't agree with you more. And you're talking about life triggers for a habit change and you mentioned your job and dating apps and that's super interesting i mean how you got 75 people 75 percent of people to switch is insane so i, I loved how you guys seem to hone in on that trigger and then the second thing is marketers were always thinking campaign but i mean more and more in this podcast it starts with uh, the product and it starts with um, how the product and consumer need to fit and and so as i looked at the product i mean it's it looks like a cigarette it probably gets the same feeling of a cigarette but without the combustion which is more healthy but it, i mean there's so many i can see why again 75% of people because the product design is is pretty genius um, here's what we need to do because we're i try to keep these at 15 minutes we're But we have a whole nother podcast with you the next day. And um, I'm a dorky nerd on stats. So I'd like to see who comes back to the next episode. And so I want a ton of people to come back next episode. And I know they will because we're with a really smart marketer talking about some some smart shit. So I, I love this. Here's what we're going to do, we're going to end here, but we're going to bring you back, Stefano, and we're going to we're going to talk more about the future of Philip Morris and the future of the company. I'm curious about the the North American or uh, U.S. launch, but we're going to wrap up this episode of the Rebrand Podcast. Big thanks to Stefano. Uh, Bobetti knows how I'd like to somehow now have an accent when I say your last name, but uh, smoke-free category chief consumer officer. So the, the big dog here on the show from Philip Morris International. Um, again, thank you for joining us in part two of this interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow. Stephen and I are going to discuss uh, how Philip Morris is transforming. How are they transforming their brand? If you can't wait till next episode and you want to learn more, but stuff. no, you'll find, uh, of course, like every show, a LinkedIn a profile on our show notes. So just go to rebrandpod.com. You'll find that. If you didn't have to take notes either, we'll have that at rebrandpod.com. If you want to subscribe, Rebrandpod, we're building up these group of marketers and I'm, I'm getting great feedback, which which is super good to hear because doing a podcast is weird. I mean, you don't know how well you're doing and if it's working, but um, we keep building that marketing audience. We've consistently been in the top 50 for business podcasts, which is insane. So it's all about you guys guys. I'm a total hack here, but I'm just bringing on good guests with good marketing insights, hopefully. And the only way I gauge it is feedback from you. And then I gauge like, am I learning? And I've learned a ton since this podcast has started. I thought I knew quite a bit. So this is what it's all about. Appreciate you all so much for the support. Again, you can find me, Scott Harkia, pretty much any social media deal, like any professional service guy. I'm trying to put out content and establish you know, myself as an expert in this category. We'll see if it's working, but you can always find me. You can always connect. I love talking marketing or connecting or intros or whatever else. And this is a community and we're here to help one another. And uh, feel free to subscribe. That would be great. But that's it for today. And uh, remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand.